I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining. Um, I am going to be talking about something in this podcast that is so relevant today. I wrote a book. So I, I, I was a published author back in 20, um, 2014. I wrote a book called Everyone Has a Plan Until They Get Punched in the Face. That publisher got bought by another publisher, and then that publisher went out of business. But uh, you can find that book still on Amazon or Google books somewhere, but that was in business. That was a business book. Um, talked about knowing your personal, why knowing what you believe in, knowing what you stand for, because life swings and can throw punches and, and hit us sometimes. And it's those who know what they believe in that have their personal, why that can withstand the hits, avoid the hits and navigate through the rounds to get to the other side, which I called the dream. Like what, what dream do you have for your life? But that book, not I, it was my first attempt. I was super nervous. Is before I really felt comfortable getting my voice out there and, and speaking my own opinion. But then I wrote another book called The Golden Rule Revolution, discussing the three things you're told never to talk about: money, politics, and religion. And I wrote the book and sent it to an editor, and the editor, the editor got super triggered. <laughs> I mean. I triggered this person so bad they said they might take a break from editing books for a while because we've gotten big discussions. And the premise of the book tracks how did Germany become Nazi Germany is exactly what's happening in America. And I wrote this in 20, um, 2018 because I knew I saw this coming. I've been seeing this coming since I was a little kid, but I in these like visions that I had, but I also wrote this down and just before we even get into how germany turned into nazi germany and what's happening in america turning into nazi america i want to talk about those three things money politics and religion and someone said you should add sex to that and i said okay possibly but that's more that's more under well that's a fourth category we probably could talk about but money what is it that we're told when we're young, especially I grew up in a house where uh, my father hated rich people, talked bad about it, always talked about money, 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 how much it costs to the finite detail. So I grew up with a really weird narrative around money and it took me a lot of work and I did so much work to overcome my uh, negative tapes that I would play over and over about money. But what is it in society that we hear as the common rhetoric around money? It's rude to talk about money. That's, that's what I heard. That's people feel uncomfortable talking about money. And when we accept these narratives as truths, and then we go to speak about money, we are transgressing against our own conscious, which makes us react in a 
non-abundant energetic field. And as an employer, years past, I'd have employees come and ask about raises or talk about money. And they, you, I could feel them tense or weird and the energy would change. So that was really when I started thinking like, why is this? Why is that so? And when I started my business back in 2008 and I'm doing sales, I felt uncomfortable talking about money and I undersold myself and charged pennies on <laughs> what I could have charged way more on just because I felt insecure about money. So what is it about money? Why are we told it's rude to talk about money? And then who created that narrative? And I can tell you right now, the person or people that created that narrative do not feel uncomfortable talking about money. In fact, money is all they talk about. So when we live under a narrative that is prescribed for us by an entity or person or persona that does not live by the same edict for themselves, then we all of a sudden are at a lesser than starting point, having to overcome this transgression in our conscience about what we can and what we cannot talk about, what's proper and what's improper to talk about. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil. Money is a tool. Money is an asset. Money is currency. It, is, it flows and it's energy. It's tied to energy. So if you have stuck energy, it's going to be stuck with you. That's why we call it current, currency, flow, which is why the banks, the banks of a river, the banks keep the currency moving. So all of this is tied to the words that we say, the energy that we feel, and how we go about this world. So that's money. And everyone has a monetary worldview, whether you're capitalist, socialist, communist, um, crony capitalist, whether you come from generational wealth, your trust fund, you've come from nothing, you've, you, you take loans, you're in debt, you're not in debt. Like there's money obviously plays a massive role in the identity of our personas. Then it gets to politics. And what were we told not to talk about around the dinner table is politics or religion. When every single human being on this planet, doesn't matter where you go, has a political worldview. Even those who say, well, I'm not into politics or I don't watch politics, have some sort of political worldview, whether they're capitalist, socialist, communist, free market, whatever it is. And it's usually tied to money because politics and the monetary structure are almost synonymous. And so people feel uncomfortable talking about their politics and people get massively triggered when talking about their politics, as opposed to just simply stating one's own belief and then asking another what they believe in. And instead of trying to prove that they're right or wrong, just having that beautiful conversation because every single person on the planet has these identities, people get massively triggered. So money, politics, and then religion. And every single person on this planet, you and I, have a religious worldview. We can call it spiritual worldview. You can call it uh, spiritual, yeah, or religious worldview. But every single person is an atheist, agnostic, polytheistic, monotheistic, theistic, deistic worldview of the realm beyond the material space. So if you're agnostic, 
atheistic. That is a religious worldview. So every single person has those three identities in one that makes the person. Now, if those three identities are built and based upon narrative that has been given to us as children, which is meant to keep us slave in a system that does not feel slave to that same narrative, we will continue to believe the system is for our benefit. However, those who think differently and think, well, why is it the way it is? And always asking the question, why, 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 why? As little children ask, why? Even Jesus said, you have to come to me as little children, asking the question, why? You have to be curious again, which is interesting that they also give the narrative that curiosity kills the cat. So they have already prescribed that curiosity is dangerous. Don't ask too many questions. Just go along, consume the narrative that we've given you, regurgitate it back, pass it on from generation to generation, generation to generation. And the people at the top are like, this is the greatest thing ever. I have in perpetuity, continual slave labor, continual slave mindset, continual slaves. But humanity is awakening. The great awakening is upon us. When I'm a um, marketing agency called Fourth Avenue Media, which I still have, but when I, at one time during it, I created a brand inside the brand called Revolutionary Supply Co. Equipping, equipping modern revolutionaries for the third great awakening. That's what I called it. And it was, we worked with companies and helped them with their internal culture, inspiring people to find greater purpose than the paycheck, the job title, or the eight hour workday that they had. It was really powerful. And the impact was beautiful to see people treating people like people inside the workplace. So I've been on this path for a very long time. But I wrote this book, getting back to that, the golden rule revolution, discussing the three things we're told never to talk about money, politics, and religion. And I start going through Germany because Germany at one point, I don't know if uh, maybe it was my latest episode with David Rodriguez. I mentioned this. Um, Germany at one point was the most free society in all of Europe. It gave the world the freedom of the press with the Gutenberg press. It gave the world the freedom of religion with the reformation. It gave the world Austrian economics, which is the basis of capitalism. It gave the world Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart. It gave the world uh, German engineering. It gave the world the most brilliant minds of freedom throughout all humanity. How did the freest, and they stood against Rome. I mean, look, if you go back and read even Martin Luther, Martin Luther was a warrior, a savage warrior um, of, of words. And he knew the truth and he stood so strong. If you go back and look what Germany was able to do, how did Germany become Nazi Germany? How does that happen? You see, we're not taught German history 
So we don't have context to all of a sudden Nazi Germany arises from nowhere. And this man, Hitler arises from nowhere and Germans, what were they thinking? What were they doing? How could they do that? And yet it's happening right now. So how does it happen? It happens with identity politics, labels. Labels are the enemy of a free society. Labels are the enemy of free thought. That's why the United States Constitution and the Declaration of Independence was so profound at that time because it said, we, the people, above the highest banner is people, not labels. See, liberty and justice for all, all is the covering for all people not labels. And this is why the United States is hated by the globalists so badly. Because in its origin, it stood against, it saw the dangers, it saw the evil. What are we taught even in elementary school? The kings and then the serfs and the lords and the dukes send the this, send the that. And the Catholic church is all about labels and titles and hierarchies. And everything is based in label, even in gender. Now the universe has gender. The universe is built in masculine and feminine. That's the only way to create balance. But gender is an energetic form, not a label. Meaning, there's always a giving and a receiving in nature. That's what creates life. Even when God said, let there be light, the let is to receive. And his word was the giving. So that's the feminine and masculine energy there. So genders are there. But even when we're the feminist movement, the men movement, I, I look, one of the things that are very important, and you should look this up. Women had the right to vote in this country um, at the founding of this country, but it wasn't based on women or men. It wasn't that men were voters and women were not. It was whoever was a landowner in this country had the right to vote. So anyone that was transient coming through the country, anyone that uh, wasn't, anyone who didn't have stake in the game, skin in the game, stake in the ground of what would happen generationally past this momentary vote wasn't allowed to vote. And at the time of the founding, so women who owned land could vote. It was all based on land ownership. But as time went on and the, and, and obviously society changes, it, we lost sight of why voting mattered and why our sovereign republic was created in the first place for all people. And so eventually women, you know, fought for the right to vote. And there are people that got subverted this whole movement. Um, but the point is that it was for all people who had stake in the game, who cared about the generational legacy of liberty and justice for all. But over time, labels come in to divide us. And it's not to honor our, uh, it's not to ignore the differences of humanity. All of us have differences. In fact, that's what makes humanity 
beautiful, but it is humanity that is beautiful in its particulars, differences, and we can look at it, but it's humanity, the great label. It's not black, white, Asian, you know, gay, straight, all the letters of, and I, and I say this to every person that even takes these labels on, you might love the label, but a minute, the minute you accept the label, you've separated you from me. And I'm saying we're not separate. Your breath and my breath are the same breath. We're breathing the same air. So if you can't breathe more deeply, then I eventually can't breathe more deeply because Martin Niemöller wrote in the German Nazi concentration camp who was a German Lutheran pastor. First, they came for the Bolsheviks. I said nothing because it's not a Bolshevik. Then they came for the trade unionists. I said nothing because it's not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. I said nothing because I was not a Jew. And when they came for me, there was no one left to speak. So you see how identity politics, first they come for the 1% and the Occupy Wall Street. And I said nothing because I'm not a 1%. Like the 1% means nothing. And of course, if you were going to employ deploy a strategy of identity politics, wouldn't you want to go after first the group who is untouchable anyway, the group that actually creates the narrative in the first place and benefits from the slave? Because nothing will happen to them. And then after Occupy Wall Street, then it becomes this and this and this, where now it's to the point where no one has the courage to speak up, speak out. No one knows what's left or right, good or bad. And we keep going to the same source. Humanity keeps going to the same source of the media and government and big pharma and, and all this to tell us, again, what is it that we're to believe? And they will always willingly tell humanity what to believe. And the, and the slaves say, okay, yeah, and keep going. But the people that finally say, wait, what? Why is this so? And start asking why, wake up from the fog. So it's not that the German people were bad people. It's that the German people for 40, uh, four decades, about four, 40 years, were inundated strategically with identity politics. And after the Weimar Republic fell and uh, Treaty of Versailles totally an annihilated um, Germany, then, you know, that's how Hitler rose to power. Of course, he is backed by the Rothschilds. Of course, he you look up his lineage. He comes from the Rothschild family. So he is backed because these, these players back both sides because war makes good business. But we don't want war anymore. That was the age of Pisces. We're in the age of Aquarius. This is the age of peace. This is the age of water. So I share all this to say, I'm going to release this book here very soon. I've decided to release it think it's worthy of my time. I put a lot of time effort and I think it's good for people to read. And it's a lot of history is a lot of sourced information is a lot of citing um, the deconstruction of society, but also what can we do to rebuild? And this is the point. This is what I want to talk about when this finally comes to fruition and this old system crumbles, the satanic Nazi system crumbles who will be among us to stand and hold space for everyone who were deceived but have the humility to listen? Who amongst us will stand, hold space, and be a guiding light for what the vision of the world can be? What's the world that we want to create? The Bible says, where there is a lack of vision, the people perish. It also says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, no vision. No hope, no hope, sick heart, sick heart. 
leads to death in the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual realms. So I want you to think about this. I would, I just encourage you to spend some time thinking about why, what labels, first of all, have you taken on that you're so very proud of? And you might be Jewish, Irish, Catholic, Protestant, Baptist, black, white, African, whatever the labels are. And then once you've identified the labels, I highly recommend you look at those labels and then write in another column. If you write them down, you know, write a list, write in another column, humanity, people, all. The beauty, having the view of the beauty of humanity is going to be what leads us out of this fog. As the satanic Nazis are destroyed off this planet, they are destroyed, being destroyed, have been destroyed, and will be destroyed. What's the world you want to create? Can you imagine? I, I mean, I see it. A world with no labels, a, a world with no this doesn't mean we don't honor differences. This means that our primary love is the love of humanity in all colors and all forms and all sizes. And we heal as one. We love as one. So on the other side of this, I really want you to, yes, we're, it's dark. It's been dark. Many are going to lose their jobs. Many have lost their jobs. Just the amount of people that are walking away will shut down a massive Matt, we're going to have inflation, a whole bunch of stuff's happening, but it has to happen because we are being liberated from this old satanic Nazi system. And Nazi has nothing to do with the Germans. Nazi is an ideology of labels and it is prescribed to humanity by the Satanists and the warriors of the most high God. I who won are saying no more. You are out. You are done. We cast you out in Jesus name, the name you hate, the name you hate. <laughs> but it's done. So this is a, I hope just a more gentle pondering podcast. I'm going to release this book, but that's not really the point. It's the content of the book. Um, that's the point. I really would encourage each and every one of you to think about the vision of the world beyond this dark, dark time, because the darker the dawn, I mean, the darker it is, the brighter, you know, the dawn, it's always darkest before the dawn, you get it. So it's going to be dark, but it's going to be so bright and we will know the contrast and those who know the contrast will remember the contrast and hold the line for light for all. There's so many that need to be liberated. There's so many who've been deceived. There's so many that believe the mainstream media and talking heads. And that's just a frequency that they've bought into. And it's okay. We'll hold the space for them because the truth is coming and it will humble all of us. I've said this on a podcast recently. It will humble even myself. And I, there's not a dark rabbit hole. I have not gone down. The truth is coming and it must because humanity must be free. This is our time.
brothers and sisters, I love you all. I bless you all. I hope this was of somewhat encouragement, um, helped you think a little differently. Let go of the labels. We are all created in the image of God. Therefore, we are all the same image, breathing the same breath. Then as Shama, our soul is of the breath of God. God breathed into man and man became a living soul. So freedom and justice for all we, the people, um, the beauty of humanity. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, share it. Um, the censoring's real. So any any help you can uh, do, that would be helpful. So appreciate you, brothers and sisters. I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <laughs>